0: UTWD Plant City, WLCC, Brandon. Faith Talk Tampa.
1: Online at letstalkfaith.com. Or
0: listen on TuneIn and Odyssey. Up next is Fresh Wind Radio, sponsored by Love First Christian Center. This program is
1: prerecorded. It's time for Dr. Jomo Cousins on Fresh Wind Radio.
2: Your disposition, your disposition affects your mentality. It affects what you hear because if you're hurt... You're going to hear from a hurt place. Somebody offends you. Mentally, you haven't let that go. You haven't given it to God. So you're going to hear from a different place.
1: We hope you're excited to hear God's word today on Fresh Wind Radio. We've got some incredible opportunities lined up for you later on in the broadcast to support this radio ministry. But for now, let's get straight to the word with Dr. Jomo Cousins. New, I
2: I'm In my mind, if I got there 45 minutes early, I'd be good to go. Oh, how I was wrong. I could barely find a parking space. I'm thinking parents must have came two hours early or something because it was like Disney World. So I get into the auditorium, and I'm talking to God. I said, Lord, you know my heart. You know I've been doing kingdom business. I know that you're going you're gonna to favor me, Father God. I need favor. I need you to make a way out of no way. I need you to give me this front row seat because you do not want me to have the wrath of the Jemiah. So I get in there, and I'm immediately pushed back to the back wall with the sucker parents. I was like, you know, Lord, I just asked you, I need this now, I need this, I need this happened happen now, Father. So I looked over in the corner, saw a few chairs stacked up in the corner. So oh, go, think I'll just pick me up one of these chairs. Excuse me, excuse me, hi, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, excuse me. Hi, how are you Do Do you go to my church? No, you don't. Well, praise God. I'll have to give you a card. Can you scoot just, scoot over just, just a little, just scoot, scoot, just a little. That's perfect. Thank you so much. <sighs> and as soon as I sat down, it was like the Lord had just opened up the windows of heaven because the lights turned off. Nobody could tell me to move or anything. And Jemiah came out and started singing and dancing and I'm <laughs> taking my pictures and I hear the other parents in the back, can you believe we've been here for two hours and she just comes up and she gets, don't be mad at me suckers because you didn't do what I wanted, what I did. You wanted to do what I did and you didn't. Don't be mad. You could have moved your seat just like me. You just chose to stay back there where the sucker parents are. And God is telling us we can choose. We don't have to stay. We don't have to settle. We don't have to settle. I said, there is no way I'm staying back here. Some people truly do believe, though, that God is going to move their seat from the green seats to the gold seats without doing anything extra. They, they believe that. They're like, oh, God knows my heart. God knows my heart. He knows He knows I'm just comfortable here. And I've been here for so long. Your butt imprint is in the seat because this is my seat in church. You didn't see my name on it. If I don't have a seat, you don't have a seat. We have to move. We have to get up. We have to be progressive. We have to press in. My understanding of God is that if you want to move your seat from the green seat to the gold seat, there has to be a relationship. There has to be some accountability. There has to be some walking things out. There has to be some responsibility. These seats cost more. The price these people paid is more. You can't stay back here and think you're going to get the same privileges and the same things. They're seeing God from a different vantage point. There was a man in the Bible by the name of Jonah. (laughs) If you weren't here first service, you don't know. (laughs) There was a man by the name of Jonah and he was angry with God. So he decided to go east because he didn't want God to give the people of Nineveh grace. He was having his little pouty moment and he said, God, I don't know why you're giving these people grace. I don't know why you're loving on these people. They don't deserve it. I don't understand. So he went east and he sat down and he put himself in a little timeout. How many of us have put ourselves in a timeout at one time or another? You don't understand what's going on. You don't know why life has taken a turn that you didn't expect, or you don't understand why God is doing certain things in your life. So you just give yourself a timeout. Let's go to Jonah 4, verse 6. It says, Then the Lord God provided a vine and made it grow up over Jonah to give shade for his head, to ease his discomfort. And Jonah was very happy about the vine. Say amen to the vine. There will be times in your life where you're hurt, you're offended. Somebody did something to you. You don't understand why God is doing this, but God in his grace— will allow you to sit there for a minute and think about you, yourself, and being your feelings for a minute. So we in the vine, but God is going to gift Jonah with something else, too, because just like we amen the vine, we have to amen some worms. In verse 7, it says, but at dawn, someone say at dawn, the very next day, It didn't say three years from now. It didn't say two months from now. It didn't say 30 years from now. It said the very next day, God provided a worm which chewed the vine so that it withered. When the sun rose, God provided a scorching east wind and the sun blazed on Jonah's head so that he grew faint. He wanted to die and said, it would be better for me to die than to live. In verse nine, it says, but God said to Jonah, Do you have a right to be angry about the vine? I do, he said. I am angry enough to die. But the Lord said, you have been concerned about this vine, though you did not tend it or make it grow. It sprang up overnight and died overnight. But Nineveh has more than 120,000 people who cannot tell their right hand from their left. And many cattle as well. Should I not be concerned about that great city? In other words, God is saying, I allowed you to sit in comfort and pout and complain about what you don't understand. But I didn't send you to sit underneath a vine and be comfortable. I sent you to show those people salvation and show those people my love and grace. So I'm not going to allow you to just stay comfortable in your seats. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need to choose your seat well. There are three things that affect your kingdom seat. There are three things that we're going to talk about. The first one is your position. Your position is your placement. It affects what you see. It's so funny to me how we can go to a church and you could talk to one person and the church would be doing a revival and the person would say, it was just terrible. It was so unorganized. The toilet paper ran out. The paper towels ran out in the bathroom. The line for the refreshments were too long because they didn't have enough out. You know, the, the line for salvation was so long because they didn't have enough ministers praying with the people. The children back there were trying to get saved and there wasn't enough volunteers back there. And then you could talk to someone else in the same church in that same service and they could say, praise God, so many people got saved. There was so many people there. Praise God, they ran out of toilet paper and paper towels in the bathrooms. And there were so many people receiving salvation. There wasn't even enough ministers. The line was so long. We were all so excited. And then the children were getting saved. The children were receiving the Lord and there wasn't enough volunteers. So we had to separate them. Praise God, this is what we've been praying for. This is so awesome. Did you not see it? Same arena, different seat. Number two, your disposition. Your disposition, your disposition affects your mentality. It affects what you hear because if you're hurt, you're going to hear from a hurt place somebody offends you, mentally, you haven't let that go. You haven't given it to God. So you're going to hear from a different place. I was in Winn-Dixie last night in line, and I love, this is one of my things. I just, I'm a people watcher, and I love to see men and their children. I love to see fathers and their sons connecting. It's just something about that to me. It's special. put his son in the basket, and the little boy said, Daddy, can you just hold me? I don't want to sit in the, in the basket. Can you just hold it?" In my mind, I would have been like, no, you're going to sit in this basket. You're too heavy. But he said, sure, baby, sure. He picked the little boy up. And, you know, you see moms doing this all the time, like holding the basket, and you're trying to grocery shop, and you're holding the baby, or the baby's in that little thing that they didn't have when I had children, the little pouch thing, like a little kangaroo. Um, but he was holding his son and he was walking through and he just happened to be in front of me in the line. And after he walked off, I told the cashier, I said, man, I just love to see fathers and sons. That was so cute. And um, she said, yeah. And the lady behind me said he was probably by himself because he cheated on his wife and they're getting a divorce. And that's why he's in this store by himself with the little boy because the little boy's mom is not with them anymore. did you even I like I didn't even look to see if he had a wedding ring on because it didn't matter to me because I thought it was just so sweet but I mean the picture she saw and the picture I saw was like so different I'm looking at her like I need to lay hands on you in this line because you have a lot just like weighing on you right now sis good lord you have to be have the right mentality to hear the right things the third thing is your supposition your supposition is your assumptions what you assume you know um there was a lady years ago in church she said I know one day you didn't speak to me and I just knew you didn't like me did I see you because I don't remember that day Well, I just remember you didn't speak to me that one time. I said, did I speak to you other times? Yeah, you did. But I said, you assumed that I didn't like you because I didn't speak to you one time. I said, but I'm going to love on you anyway. But we can assume things. And because we assume negative, you're going to say negative. When you assume things, you say the wrong things. There was a woman in the Bible named Mary Magdalene, and she knew how to choose her seat well in the kingdom of God. This woman was possessed by seven demons, and Jesus delivered her from that. And after that, she was a follower of Jesus. She devoted her life to following Jesus. Wherever Jesus was, she was. I was reading up on her, and some of the scripture even says, the disciples, and Mary because she they knew wherever Jesus was, he was. She chose to be wherever Jesus was. And we find her in John chapter 20 of the Bible. And it's kind of like a, a in-between stage in the Bible because it's right after Jesus was crucified and his body was sent to the tomb. Disciples didn't know what to do because the scene didn't look the way they thought it would look and just a side note in life when transitions happen in your life is usually when a lot of christians choose the wrong seat because you're confused you don't know what to do so the disciples have been followers of jesus and now jesus is dead and he's in the tomb. I don't know what to do, so let me go back. Let me go back home because I I don't know what to do. This didn't look like how I thought it was gonna look. You know, I didn't expect him to really die on the cross. I mean, he said he was coming back. I'm not sure, so let me just go home. Or, you know, I lost my job and it was unexpected. I I didn't expect to go into work and I, I lost my job. I mean, now what am I gonna do? Is God still with me? What am I supposed to do now? I've been praying, I've been going to church and I just, I don't know what to do now. So then now I'm back in my chair up and then I accept a job that God didn't give me because I'm panicked because I don't trust that he's going to take care of me or provide for me. Whereas God is saying, stay where you're supposed to be. So it's those times of transition that sometimes we fall back because when the disciples chose to leave, Mary stayed right there. So after... Jesus's body was put in the tomb. They had to wait till after the Sabbath for her to come back. So she's waiting for the Sabbath to be over because she wants to be wherever Jesus was um, seen last. So in John chapter 20, verse one, it says, early the next day, say early of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. What you position yourself for is what you see. I love the fact that Mary woke up early the next morning. She said, I'm not going to wait. The Sabbath is over. I need to go right back to be with Jesus. So she went back early in the morning. She didn't wait for the disciples. It didn't say she was like, come on, Peter. Come on, let's go. I'll help you guys get up. Take your baths now. I'll make you breakfast. Come on, let's go. She didn't need a posse. God told her what he needed her to do and she did it. A lot of times, God is speaking to us and we need a posse of people to be with us to go. God is telling you who are that women's conference, but you're so busy trying to save seats, you can't even go. You're like, wait, just what? Jesus, I know you told me to do this, but wait just one second because, because Sister So and so is coming and I gotta save her seat. Just wait just one second, Jesus. They're, they're coming. They're on their way and you see people taking off their, their, their glasses and they're putting on the seat and you put the purse on the seat and you take your shoe off and put it on the other seat because you're trying to say, oh, this whole row was taken. They're just in the restroom lying in church. They're just in the restroom. I, ju- I just texted her. She's parking her car right now. We're just saving the seats. Jesus, I'll be right with you. Wait, just Wait for my miracle because I just need to save the seats so everybody's with me. Mary said, I don't need anybody with me. I'm going to get up early before the sun rises, and I'm going to go and be with Jesus. She positioned herself. In John chapter 20, verse 10, it says, Then the disciples went back. They went back home, but Mary stayed outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, woman, why are you crying? Because the angels realized she was positioned right, but she had the wrong disposition. Why are you crying? This is the wrong emotion right now. So they asked her, why are you crying? Because sometimes we can be in a sense of entitlement when we should be in a sense of gratitude We could be in a sense of selfishness when we should be in a sense of, I'm the servant of the most high God. I'm serving the Lord. And Mary's disposition hadn't lined up yet. So they said, why are you crying? Sometimes God will ask you, why are you crying? That happened 30 years ago. Let it go. Why are you crying? Why are you coming into the house of the Lord with your head down? Let that go. You've been delivered. You should be coming in rejoicing. Verse 13, it says, they asked her, woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this time, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but didn't realize that it was Jesus. Now she has to deal with her supposition because she did, her expectation, she's assuming the wrong things. Her expectation was off. She's seeing Jesus, but she's not really seeing Jesus. He asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it that you're looking for? The miracle was right in front of her. She couldn't see it. She hadn't lined up yet. So he does something that I believe God is doing for you this morning. Jesus is trying to get your disposition, your supposition to line up. He did something and he, he said... She said, thinking he was a gardener, that's bad. When you've walked with somebody, you have a relationship with them. She's thinking he's a gardener. She says, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary, everything lined up. Jesus had said her name a thousand times before when they were walking together and he would get thirsty, Mary, can you get me some water? And she would say, yes, Rabboni, because in the next scripture it says she turned toward him and cried out, Rabboni. When they were walking and she would fall behind, come on, Mary, come on, catch up with us. It was times when he was out and he would say, oh, Mary, come listen to this. Listen to this, Mary, I don't want you to miss this. She had sat at his feet many times when he was teaching and he would turn to her and say, Mary, what'd you think about that, Mary? He did something that only he could do. He called her name because only Jesus can call your name the way he can call your name. And immediately she lined up. How many times has Jesus called our names before? And we just didn't even know that he was there. It's amazing how we could miss out on so many things, not listening to his voice. And I believe God is telling you today to move your seat. You've been in the same seat too long. Your butt impression is in that seat. Let it go. If you want to see things you've never seen before, you have to do things you've never done. You have to get uncomfortable. Or maybe you're in the right seat, but you're in the wrong disposition. You have to line up and God is calling your name. He's saying Mary. He's saying Val. He's saying Soleil. He's saying Frida. If I didn't call your name, don't be mad with me. <laughs> and how awesome is it that the first person to see the, resurre- the resurrected Christ was not the most qualified, not the most educated Not the smartest person in the room, but the person that chose their seat well. I hope you were blessed by the word.
1: You've been listening to Fresh Wind with Dr. Jomo Cousins, Senior Pastor of Love First Christian Center in Tampa, Florida. If you've been blessed by the word today, you can pick up a copy of today's message or any of our other great teaching series by simply visiting our website at freshwindradio.com.